Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto World Football Show. I am Matt Straup. It is Thursday, September 1st. We have apparently one week to go until the season opening kickoff, the Bills and the Rams on NBC. And today we are going to be attempting to build a perfect or our best attempt at perfect perfect fantasy roster. We're going to be going round by round, putting together a potentially realistic roster based on Yahoo ADPs. I'm joined by Lawrence Jackson, Pat Crane, Pat Darty who, as I understand it, was at an actual live fantasy football draft last evening. Pat, who were we drafting with yesterday? Are these the people from your rec league softball team? Um, one of well, my brother brother-in-law is on my rec league softball team, and oh, we co-manage the team we were drafting oh. last night. Wow, with a group of former guess. accountants. He worked for the Deloitte Corporation, fresh out of college for like twenty months, and then obviously got out of there. And uh, but he managed to get into a really really fun fantasy football league in 2009 and we've been drafting ever since and how did that uh, go went well i mean i've got a a little i feel like my voice is a little froggy today after having a few watery domestic beers last night (laughs) but uh you know uh they're a b products locally made so they were good lawrence and corinne do you guys do many actual live in-person drafts these days i feel like it's maybe an increasing increasingly rare uh you know occurrence i i got two uh i got one tonight i got one tomorrow night um just with dudes i know from around the way so yeah we we all about that life man <laughs> i'm actually at one right suck. now i'm in a actually at one right now <laughs> sorry pat i'll be in vegas drafting uh this year so uh it's not the same there. thing though you're doing like high stakes teams you you, you, you need drafts with the boys the live drafts don't count if there's too much no. money at stake no, that, no. You, you got okay. that bougie fantasy draft out yeah, exactly. there huh? <laughs> are you, do you was, have any in-person drafts with like college or high school or i, I don't Matt? yeah i we're i'm doing an auction um like a you know kind of a, a casual type league uh, but that's that's not in person, unfortunately. So, but I was we the high stakes scene is changing a little bit. It's getting a lot more wide receiver heavy. So I was actually thinking that I should get in some more home leagues. If you got a if you got a home <laughs> league that needs a guy. By the way, I actually, Lawrence, I, I I saw on on uh, Twitter recently, Lawrence. It appears you were in a draft where T. Y. Hilton got drafted. Is that? Is that <laughs> <a> <laughs> 
man. Lawrence, if you guys are Early. looking for someone, let me know. Early. Oh, man. Early. I still can't get over it. And, and the dudes that I drafted with in that league, you know, uh, shout out to them dudes, the Rutherford Fantasy Football League in New Jersey. Love it. A, a, a lot of them dudes not on Twitter, but, you know, once I posted that in a hundreds of people was commenting like i put the link so everybody in the league could see it and uh i had another draft with them same dudes the next day and all we was talking about was the comments that people had from taking <laughs> ty hilton in the sixth round yeah, taking six. ty hilton at all let alone yeah. the sixth round and it's what's Incredible. funny is a lot of people in the comments couldn't even see that first they saw hollywood brown going to second and they was like, oh, I thought that's what you was talking about. Like, nah, T.Y. Hilton, who still to this day ain't on no team. So, you know, we'll see Real quick, let, let me defend my T.Y. Hilton pick real quick here, guys. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't me. I do have a lot of Will Fuller, so I, I won't throw the first <laughs> Different vibes, though. I'm sure you got him in your last pick, next yeah. to last pick. My man, so long- my man wouldn't go in the sixth round if he was on a team right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Lawrence, real quick, what did you say the league was called? The Rutherford? I like your league name. Rutherford Fantasy Football League. It's in Rutherford, New Jersey, which is about uh, five, ten minutes away from MetLife Stadium, where uh, the two best teams in the league, the Jets and the Giants, <laughs> play their football at. So, yeah. When I heard your league name, it made me think of my league name, and I had never heard the story. I mean, The league I was drafted in last night was the Wayne Kerbet Memorial League. And wow. it was apparently called this because there was an, a, a precursor league to this league that fell apart over an argument somehow over Wayne Corbett. And these were all people who worked at Deloitte. And the guy was telling the story last night. He's like, he's like, I can't remember. I can't. I, I wish I remember the details of the actual story. But like, apparently there was like a shouting match, and like a, a, someone got cha- they challenged each other to a fight, and they said like careers were altered <laughs> and like careers were stalled. And that there was wow. a fantasy football argument involving Wayne Kermit that apparently really, really shook up the St. Louis Deloitte <laughs> that's, office. That's some serious so, stuff. So yeah. the memorial is to the previous league, not to yeah, the yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. These guys are these guys are just sending like angry faxes back and forth yeah, to yeah, each other. Exactly. So careers were lives were forever changed by whatever went down with Wayne Kermit. It had to have been. This had to have been uh, 1998. Then it was. It was like 98, well 99. Yeah, it was around then. 1,083 yards, eight touchdowns, 75 catches. Uh, Our researchers are on it. (laughs) Um, All right. So the task at hand today, just setting this up, um, we're going to attempt to build uh, the best fantasy roster we can based on Yahoo average draft position. And we're going to be picking out of the 10 spot in a 12-team league, which we have decided is one of the worst spots to potentially pick from. This is going to be a one-quarterback setup. So, Pat... Lawrence, Corrine, you guys are going to alternate picks here. That means, Lawrence, you are going to be up first at 10th, 10th overall. Uh, any, anyone have anything they want to add here in terms of what we're doing before we get going? Are we doing PPR? Is that the... We're doing PPR. We're doing PPR. Okay. We're doing PPR. That's the official Roto World like format we yeah. use now. So we're doing yeah. PPR. When I think rankings and I think drafts and all that, I think PPR. Me too. <laughs> all right, so... We're going to go 15 rounds here in what is, again, a 12-team league, one quarterback. Lawrence, you are going to be up first with pick number 10. And, you know, Corrine, Pat, everyone, you guys can consult with each other. We are building a team together here. It's not, it's not every man for himself. It's one roster. 
Yeah, definitely. So what, when I'm picking at 10 with uh, two other sharp minds here, I, w- I want to make sure that uh, we all love, especially the first pick of the draft, <laughs> um, because, uh, you know, that, that's very important here. Uh, so we're at 10 here, and I'm looking at a couple of guys here. Uh, I see Stefan Diggs and Devontae Adams, who, who's got an ADP of uh, over – both of them have ADPs of 11 and 13.9 right. here. Uh, so right. I'm going to go uh, – being that, you know, Josh Allen is the consensus number one quarterback, I, I will go Stefan Diggs here and, and look for him to have, you know, the type of bounce back uh, that he had w- with his first year with Josh Allen. So I think getting him at 10 is uh, is definitely a nice little target to have here. Because, I mean, I feel like the running backs will go – go ahead, Matt. Yeah, no, no, finish your thought, finish your thought. Yeah, no, nah, uh, so if people are going running back heavy here with running backs that catch the ball, you figure Najee Harris will go. Even though Derrick Henry's being slept on, he's still getting picked within those first 10 picks. And then Jamar Chase will go before – so it really ends up between Devontae Adams and, and Stefan Diggs. And for this draft sake, I'm going to go Stefan Diggs here. What and along those lines, <laughs> so along those lines, like you said, he has an ADP of 11.7. You guys have, you know, you guys as the drafters can jump down a couple spots. We're going to try to avoid going up in terms of ADP, but you don't have to take the guy who's right at that ADP that we have, which in this case would have been Najee Harris at 9.8. Lawrence right. went down a couple spots to take digs. Well, my first question is, did Jamar Chase fall in this draft? Um, <laughs> That's a big uh, question. <laughs> that really not. So, Crane, I, I, think, I think bringing it down to Diggs or Devontae is, is pretty good. But we were talking about before, Gabriel Davis kind of a value on Yahoo. Like in uh-huh. the See, that's the part. Teamwork makes the dream work. And right. I mean, where are you at on, on Diggs versus Adams in general? Because, like, lately I had a late break towards – like feeling, I always had Adams ranked ahead of Diggs, but like where I started to feel like very strongly about that. And so, what, I are your, actually, what are your thoughts on Adams versus Diggs, Pat? I, I've been struggling. I mean, like I have been Diggs, but I I know what you're saying about the Gabe Davis stuff. I'm still hyped about Gabe Davis, and that's probably one of the things coming from Best Ball, where like the more you think about in season long you're going to have to put both these guys in your starting lineup every week. That's maybe not as fun as putting Adams and Gabe Davis if you're really set on mm-hmm. getting Gabe Davis. So if we are set on getting Gabe Davis, I'm fine with an, with Adams here if Lawrence is. But I also think this is, to Lawrence's point, the number one quarterback. And if you have both of his top two weapons, and I think those are right. very likely to be his top two weapons, I also think that's totally fine. I mean, you can stack in season long. It's not just a best ball thing. You bet on the Bills to roll this year, and there's a very good chance they do. Your team's going to be great. Yeah, the main reason I don't stack in season long is purely for fun purposes, not any strategic purposes at all. <laughs> like, uh, uh, purely for fun. Yeah, no, I actually personally have Devontae Adams one rank higher than Stefan Diggs, but since I have him so close, I was like, yeah, hey, we'll switch it up. But I. I Hey, I'm I'm feeling like the 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 temperature in this room is on Devontae Adams, so I have no problem with going Devontae Adams. Well, Crane, you break the tie because I just feel more confident in Devontae's like massive target share. Or I I just been wondering if we saw like any signs of maybe actual decline with Steph Diggs. I see that just seems kind of silly, but 
I do I do think the Gabriel Dave, Davis phenomenon is very and just beyond wanting Gabe Davis in the league, wondering like he might cut in to like a significant degree. Whereas I feel like the Raiders are gonna be in Warpath mode with Devontae Adams. Like want to prove this was a smart thing to do. They want to prove they have the chemistry. And it's like you're like splitting hairs, but I just feel ever so slightly inclined towards Devontae. Did you guys see that put- interview that Devontae Adams gave on his route running? Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, with the pivot. Yeah, yeah. It, that's um. <laughs> That'll make you feel like you have Devontae Adams ranked too low. I was, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend yeah. checking that out if you're if you're. Uh, There's no need to break the tie because we're going Devontae Adams. All right, we're going. To oh, Devontae. we're going Devontae. Wow, a late a late pivot. A late I, pivot. I feel 100 percent great about taking Devontae Adams at, at number 10. I got no problem with that. All right. Wow. Okay. Whoa. So we we have a. Uh, Right before the eight-minute clock expired, Lawrence got his pick in. It's Devontae Adams at number 10. And by the way, speaking of Stephon Diggs, I'm told that he will be on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry on Friday, so look out for that. Where you can be asked about uh, being passed up by us. And you can also ask, Stephon Diggs quote-tweeted me earlier this offseason where, like, I forget what my exact tweet was, but it was something about Steph having a down season last year. And I was getting buried in the mentions, like buried, buried, like, like, low, like, yeah, down season, 1,200 yards, quite a down season. But then Steph Diggs, like, matter of factly weighed in. It's like, I had a down season last year. And really? Like, That's yeah, incredible. He's like, he like, clearly, like, uh, angry about his season and trying to use it as, like, motivation. Right. Like, yeah. He was basically, yeah, the man is right. I had a down season. He's so, got your uh, picture up on that locker room. Well, I don't think he, no, he was, he was basically just like, yeah, the guy's right. And uh, he, I don't even think he was using me for motivation. All right. Amazing. That's amazing. Uh, we're going to Corrine at number 15 now with our second pick here. We have Devontae Adams. I, I was I was all ready to have Stephon Diggs on the roster, so I'm, I'm readjusting. But Corrine, you're up now. I'm going to go DeAndre Swift, who, you know, when you launched yes. talking about going with Diggs or Adams, I was, I was pretty happy. I mean, I, I know you guys know I like wide receivers, but I also think if you're trying to figure out, like, okay, the 10 spot's not a great spot to be in, and you're taking... I think a player that, if you're looking at running back and wide receiver, is clearly a tier break, maybe two tiers below the, the guys that the top of the draft is getting, right? Like, you go to any of the running backs, they're not in the CMC, JT tier. I don't even think they're kind of in the Eckler tier. You, I mean, the wide receivers are not Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup. Uh, they're not even Jamar Chase. So how to play that, I think, is, is which tier is bigger that you're now going to get two players from. And... I think the running back tier that you're looking at extends like all the way to the end of the second round where the wide receivers, you know, you get one of Devontae Adams or Diggs. I think those guys are probably in a class above CeeDee Lamb. So it makes sense to get one of those guys and then you got your pick of the running backs. For me, it would be DeAndre Swift. Just looking at his receptions from last season, I had forgotten that he had had this shoulder injury in week 10 and you see oh yeah, they were managing him down the stretch. He had four receptions in every game prior to week 10. He is behind what could be an elite offensive line. I think he basically just, I mean, to be honest, he almost needs to just like do what he did last year at the beginning of the year and then stay healthy because he's such a dynamic receiver and he's clearly the guy they want as the, as the primary receiving back. But also if he just captures a little bit more of the rushing workload, he can be an absolute smash. I think he can potentially have one of these legendary seasons where he, you know, hits like 23 points per game, wins you the league at this ADP. 
I pair him with an elite wide receiver. If you get that from Adams or Diggs, I think you're cooking. So 17.6, 17.6, the Swift ADP. So slightly below the 15, yeah. but well within My can reason. DeAndre Swift line this year is that he's just like an Austin Eckler season waiting to happen, basically. Yeah. And I have him as my RB1 on a scary amount of teams. So uh, really need him to stay healthy. Jamal Williams, <laughs> really need you to continue gently declining, even though you seem to be a peach of a human and we all love you. Uh, we're all rooting for DeAndre. Sorry, Jamal. <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, you know, 90 catches definitely in the realm of possibility of a, a player like DeAndre Swift. Uh, the other players I was thinking about is uh, Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara. Um, I have uh, Swift uh, slightly higher than both of those. Uh, and like you, Pat, um, some teams he's my RB1 and some he's my RB2, depending on, like, if I went running back in the first round, there's no way I wasn't taking him the second round if he's still there, um, even if I had planned on going receiver because I love that reception uh, upside. And we are in the world of PPR, definitely in this draft right here. So let's ride with Swift, baby. I think All right, so the Saquon, yeah, well, Saquon would make a lot of sense too. And, you know, he's a guy that I can also see having an incredible season. I think Swift maybe gives you, gives you like a few – more additional paths to a really, really strong season where Saquon's like, it's kind of like the volume just flows through him, but the, the line's not very good. We don't think the offense is going to be very good. Like there are also paths to it just kind of imploding. Saquon's also not been quite as efficient as he was early in his career. So I think like Saquon totally in play here, but that's why I prefer Swift. And Saquon ADP on Yahoo, 18.6 for what that's worth. Kamara, 19.6. So that was pick 15. Pat Doherty uh, now <laughs> oh. uh, drinks a watery domestic beer or two, waits a bunch of picks. We wait, we wait. We're at pick 34, third round. Pat, what are you going to do? We've got a wide receiver and a running back so far. Yeah, I just inhaled two Bud Selects. Um, so, <laughs> uh, But my blood alcohol level is still 0.01 after having six of them. So uh, we're in the third round now. And we just missed Michael Pittman. Kind of right around the 34 range is A.J. Brown, but he just went, we're saying. Patrick Mahomes, we're not going to take because obviously we're devotees of late-round quarterback. Uh, I mean, not necessarily – I'm not hard not and fast on that not this year. Not in the third. <laughs> not in the third. The fifth and sixth round this year, I've done it occasionally. Uh, but then it gets interesting with Kyle Pitts, and there's Justin Herberts there, DJ Moore, Cam Akers, Elijah Mitchell – I'm still vaguely intrigued by Cam Akers, but I immediately zero in on DJ Moore, who I've just been getting with my wide receiver two on so many teams. Because speaking of Steph Diggs, I still just keep thinking DJ Moore, he's like the Steph Diggs clone. He finally has slightly better quarterback play. And I zero in. I'm going to throw to my teammates, but I'm either thinking DJ Moore, who I love as my wide receiver two, or Kyle Pitts, if we're just going like for over the moon upside. It's only one answer for me right here, and that's uh, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I want that last year, being able to get him in the third round before he, uh, you know, gets that Travis Kelsey price for the next eight years. I mean, <clears throat> last year he had an ADP of fifth round. That's now the third round, and this is a guy who only scored a touchdown last year, and he's already went up two rounds within it in, in, in his first rookie year. Oh. Well, you know what we too we real quick we could take Kyle Pitts and then gamble DJ Moore falls to thirty nine his ADP is thirty eight point seven so you round it up it's the thirty nine 
that's very much a possibility too. It just depending on who you're drafting. You play the ADP game here. <laughs> so 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 risky. think about risky. so let's say you did want both of them right. Usually, when you want two players on the quick turn, it usually never happens. But right. if we did want it, we ain't gonna. We wouldn't take DJ Moore first. And the crazy thing about it is, Pat, everything you saying is one hundred percent true. You get the upgrade at quarterback. He has been quietly consistent the past two seasons. Like you cannot deny him and his skill. So it's nothing against him. It's just that that young man out there in Atlanta, the only glowing thing going on <laughs> uh, down there in Atlanta, is just stare. Like I literally try to take him in the third round um, in every draft I can, and when I don't get Kyle Pitts in the third round, I quit the draft and give up. <laughs> so, Crane, it's my pick, but I want you to break the tie on Pitts versus DJ Moore. And if I we're going to love- gamble, the DJ Moore is going to fall to Lawrence at thirty-nine. I love DJ Moore, but I'm with Lawrence here. I think you get the guy who's about to break out as Mm -hmm. a star wide receiver in the league who you can play at tight end. (laughs) And then you try to get DJ Moore on the wrap. All right, Matt, we just selected Kyle Pitts. I I close my eyes to go to sleep at night and I see that uh, catch against the Jets, that preseason catch. I just see that route. (laughs) I just see the route, actually. I don't even see the catch. Man. Just the route. Uh, Kyle Pitts, you made me you made me a happy Falcons fan here. Um, only thing I have to be happy about. So Kyle Pitts at thirty four. <laughs> now we wait, and this is the stressful part. Will we get DJ Moore coming back? We have pick thirty nine. Lawrence is making this pick. DJ Moore with a Yahoo ADP of thirty eight point seven. I mean, well, I, I think well, I think it's you it's round within that reason. We, we said we're not jumping up, but point three is really not a jump up. That that's basically right on his ADP. So like you said, Lawrence. In a real draft, it's probably not going to happen because it, it never happens like we want it to. But I, here, I actually take that back because you might be in a league where somebody take T.Y. Hilton right here. <laughs> so if that happened, that <laughs> that bumps back DJ Moore. We can get him. Look, if Very this is true. the one time we get to cheat a little Come bit, on, and like you said, the ADP is real close. Things happen, and it's a lot of good players that I'm looking at here that will be get somebody's going to take, you know, Josh Allen is gone. I can see Justin Herbert uh, going right here. We got DeAndre Swift. So, you know, we're not too much stressing about a running back right now. We, and we get to put DJ Moore as our wide receiver too after Devonte Adams in a PPR league. We're I'm going to be feeling great about that. I'm going to be feeling, cause you got pits right deandre swift 80 some catches right there and then yeah man let, let's go with it baby lock it in he fell they took someone took Brees hall or something so he fell so i was in a draft yesterday <laughs> they let us have dj more than yeah Brees hall went in the fourth round he still went in the fourth round so you know they blew it so all right let me let me tell you something about uh about dj Moore. since Please. since 2018 his rookie season. If you look at EPA per play, EPA per dropback, excuse me, the Panthers rank 28th. Only the Giants, the Jaguars, Washington, and the Jets have been less efficient through the air. I mean, this guy has been efficient basically his entire career. He's been productive. Mm-hmm. And he's in a horrific, horrific – Is it the scenario that they put him in is just terrible. So uh, if we get Baker Mayfield – 
playing competent football, we could have a really big season from DJ Moore. By the way, incredibly consistent, too. The last three years, 87 catches, 66 catches, 93 catches, between uh, basically 1,100-plus yards each year, exactly four touchdowns each year. If if somehow you just need the touchdowns to, to like him be a little more lucky in terms of touchdowns, right? I mean, if he had seven touchdowns last year versus four, he's going much earlier than 39th, probably. He'll get four touchdowns again. He seems to have settled in on that number. But we'll, we'll take that. We'll we can weather that. the four scores. Yeah, we can we'll weather take, the just, four scores. Just get closer to those 87 catches than those 66. And <laughs> yeah. That's all we need. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and be competent enough on offense that you can actually have okay passing volume as well. You know. All right. That was pick 39. Now it's Corain at pick 58. All right. Different. So 58, we probably need another receiver here. Uh, or, I mean, we could. It's it's a home league. Receivers are going to fall a little bit, Pat. <laughs> Running backs I, don't fall. I like um, how he just switched it to a home league just last <laughs> I think even in a home league, you want to go receiver. I think you could maybe go quarterback. I was going to say, but. you could maybe go Kyler or Jalen Hurts. The running backs are not looking appealing. It's no, like J.K. Dobbins, do who the mystery deepens. A.J. Dillon, like, do I really want someone, a team's number two running back, to be our number two running back? <sighs> Gibby, whose ADP will keep falling. So I think, Crane, you diagnosed it right that it's quarterback or receiver. Probably receiver. So there's a, there's several guys who go, kind of go on the 4-5 turn here um, in more, like, high-stakes leagues and best ball leagues and stuff. And if you can get them at the end of the fifth, I think – one of Jerry Judy, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown would all be pretty interesting here. Eileen Juju or Eileen Jerry Judy, excuse me. Uh, where are you guys at on that? Juju is where my ears really perked up, and kind of a Monra. Or I've been having a crisis of confidence with a Monra lately. Like, like, like what this guy did in like a really adverse situation. So like, kind of like we're kind of writing off a Monra St. Brown. In some ways, because he was the only target. So, of course, he got all these targets, and of course, he got all those receptions. But it's also like not typical for a fourth round rookie to make themselves the only target, you know, and be the guy that like steps into that void. And maybe he's just a really, really, really good player. And we're kind of like underselling how special it is what he did down the stretch last year in really bad circumstances. But I, I think Juju Smith Schuster seems to be clearly the number one wide receiver, maybe even the number one target over Travis Kelsey, depending on how Travis Kelsey ages this year, for the still what I would say the best quarterback on the planet in Patrick Mahomes. And I've been taking a lot of Juju, and I would feel good about Juju here in the fifth round. Dude, this one is tough right here, probably the toughest one yet. I didn't know you was a Judy guy, Kareem, um, uh, as am I. Juju has warmed up. Uh, you know, we've all warmed up to Juju as the offseason is progressing. And and we should, we should for what uh Pat just said. Uh he's gonna be that dude that uh, you know, he gonna get it going in the slot there. It's when you look at it on paper, he looks like the clear option at the receiver spot. He's certainly the most proven. Who else you say? Monroe St. Brown. Yeah, man, this is ooh, it's tough. So let me let me let me say you guys a little bit on Judy because I think with the Juju stuff I know it's a more exciting quarterback and Patrick Mahomes but it's still pretty good quarterback and Russell Wilson. Well, let me sideline you there. Where I'll go down narrative street where it just seems like people are like not 
act, they're acting like Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy can't get on the same page, even after Tim Patrick was injured, Crane. So sorry to continue your spiel. Yeah, and and the reports out at Chiefs training camp are that they expect Juju will be the number one wide receiver. He was dealing with this knee thing. He's also been, I don't you know, maybe this doesn't matter, but absolutely terrible for like three straight seasons. <laughs> that's fine. That's not a big <laughs> you know, deal. That's not generally that's good. That's not a big deal. So I, I get a little <laughs> bit nervous with Juju where I, I'm underweight in best ball, and I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. I'm a little overweight in my high stakes leagues, also happy about that because it feels very like he's a kind of guy that I, I want to be able to move on from or I want to be able to find out, you know, like if he's going to massively, massively hit, which I think he can, great. But I also do worry about what does his role look like down the stretch, you know, if Sky Moore comes on and, you know, like Juju's not exactly delivering efficiently, then, you know, he could be in trouble. So I, I agree he's got the role to start the year, but I don't know about to close the year. What interests me about Judy is that, you know, again, similar dynamic where he's getting a massive quarterback upgrade, but he's also been in pretty bad situations his first two years. Yes. He was, uh, in his first year, he had an 8 out of 14.6. He played 66% of his snaps out wide. That's not really what we expected from Jerry Judy. He was kind of this, you know, pristine route runner who gets open mm-hmm. with ease. Not necessarily a deep threat, but they needed him to be that because Cortland Sutton tore his ACL. So he is that, and he's not terrible. He wasn't great, but 1.66 yards per out run as a rookie, that's respectable. Then last year, he deals with an ankle injury the whole season. He still had 1.85 yards per out run, which is pretty good. So if we get a healthy season from Judy playing in position with Russell Wilson, I, I do think there's a lot of upside. Well, I loved Jerry Judy at first when Russell Wilson first went there because he's kind of – tell me if I'm pronouncing this word correctly. He's kind of a good facsimile of Tyler Lockett, I thought, was like a guy who spends a lot of time in the slot but actually did kind of have a profile as a big play threat, at least coming out of Alabama, not so far in the NFL. Injuries and quarterback play have surely um, had a part in that. But I did think he like profiled like somewhat interestingly as like a Tyler Lockett type. So it's been interesting to me that the reports have just been like very negative. I, I, I don't, it's weird. They're not even so much negative as they're mysterious. Remember Crane? We were hearing. But what Sutton getting like a thirty-five percent target share? Like there's. No he one did, else. or he did early in his career. <laughs> but, um, I, I, t- I tell you what, it's pretty good. If, if we've Jerry also now had a facsimile and a fax machine reference on the same episode, <laughs> I just to note that. But carry on, Lawrence. If, if Jerry Judy this summer got caught on camera, like out somewhere at a barbecue with Russell Wilson, that's who we would be drafting right now at wide receiver fifteen. They're I'm like, actually, oh man, yeah. they got that. They got that chemistry. They hanging out yeah. together. I don't Prayer think Russell Wilson be at them type of barbecues like that. But if they was, <laughs> yeah. and it was Jerry Judy, like if if Jerry Judy brought Russell Wilson down to South Florida to kick it, and you know what I'm saying, you know he brings Sierra with him, and they kicking it at the barbecue with Lamar Jackson, and they see that on social media, they're like, oh, you see that connection, and that's how <laughs> we would, you know, that so. But like you said, I legit that, think that if something like that surfaced, his ADP would jump by one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So I, I'm gonna for 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 right now. I'm gonna just I'm gonna even though it's hard to do because we know how good uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is, just because of the quarterback in in the team. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take them off to make it easier for myself here. Um, now we got Judy and Juju, Judy, Judy, Juju, Judy. All right, yeah. Uh, Break the tie. Uh, the clock's almost winding down. Being typical me, though, I have to make a quip real quick. 
Russell Wilson's never had a domestic beer in his entire life. But Jerry now, Judy it is. Jerry Judy, exactly. I was going to say, you guys, I've, I've always loved him, and you guys were both partisan to him, so we just took Jerry Judy. Corrine, I think it is actually technically your pick. Are you good with that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, okay. That was, he that's was who I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Judy. So Judy at 58 to us with a Yahoo ADP of 65.4. We have five picks down, 10 more to make. We're going to speed up as we move forward. First, we're going to take a quick (laughs) break. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Prep for your draft with the latest player rankings, projections, and more in the NBC Sports Edge Fantasy Football Draft Guide. Plus, it is powered by Roto World, the premier source for player news and fantasy information. Take advantage of our preseason special and get the draft guide for $5 when you use the promo code draft guide at checkout on NBCSportsEdge.com slash draft guide. Also, don't forget to check out Matthew Barry's new show, Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry. The, legend, the legendary fantasy football analyst is back with NBC and Roto World doing what he does best, discussing sleepers to draft, rolling out his love-hate list, breaking down who to start and sit, and more. There will also be plenty of actionable information along the way for you sports bettors as well. Check it out. Weekdays at noon on Peacock, or listen to the show in podcast form wherever you download and subscribe. Okay, we've all had a domestic beer during that ad read. Pat Doherty, <laughs> back on the clock at number 63. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Amon Ross St. Brown's ADP is 71. Juju Smith-Schuster's is 65-something. I mean, both of those guys are incredibly still available here if you decide to go that route. Juju is still available, but we just took we, – we took a, like a comp- – a guy, a high target guy, at least what we want to be a high targets guy. And Jerry Judy, I think it's time. We do need a second running back, but we got to get like that shoot from the moon upside. We can't believe he's fallen this far. We're going to take Gabriel Davis, uh, whose ADP on Yahoo is two spots ahead of the Bills defense. So <laughs> things are getting hot as part of the draft board. And that's just that's home league drafting for you. It just really is. Let's- Let's talk um, it through. Do you want to without, take the No, Bills without even talking here. it through. I just do, do I, picked take, Gabriel, I picked Gabriel. The Bills we defense the Bills might fall. Defense. Let's see if they fall. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> okay, okay. I was going to say so, Bills defense. But Gabe, <laughs> Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. We have 
We have four wide receivers now. Obviously, we do. Uh, we can flex. We can flex one of these guys. So no worries there. Well, maybe this is a two three flex or four. League. I think we have three. No, we've, we're up to four, Crane. We've we snuck in <laughs> here. Did we take pitch? Oh, I forgot about I forgot about DJ Moore. Yep. Yep. DJ so Moore, Judy, four. Gabe Davis. We're up to four. We got Devonta Adams, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Gabriel Davis. I mean, we are stacking PPR points. Let's go. All right. Um, T. Y. Hilton and a bunch of well, T. Y. Hilton was already <laughs> gone, but some other guys just got drafted. Lawrence uh, is now on the clock for the squad at pick number eighty-two. Now, now it's tough because we still only got one running back, um, and, and I'm looking at the guys right here. Ooh, there's um, some good receivers boy. here. There yeah, are. right. I will uh, say there's two running backs that stick out to me. I'll see if Lawrence. Well, well, well. I, 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 I actually see three. I see Rashad Penny, Ramondre Stevenson. Well, Chase Edmonds is at 80 ADP right now. I'm okay. swerving. And I'm, I'm not looking at Miles Sanders right here. I think I'd be uh, Devin Singletary is who I would look at actually after Rashad Penny and, and uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson actually, what round are we in? Seven or eight? Seven. We're seven. Seven. Yeah. Here's the thing, Lawrence. We're at eighty-two. Ramondre's ADP is ninety-one. I think he's going to fall to eighty-seven. Is what's happening with Ramondre. And, uh, so, Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman are here. I'm just saying. They are. Well, I, mean, well, I do know think... I'm a Rashad Bateman guy. If y'all, if, if y'all say, "Hey, let's go another receiver," I'm smashing Rashad Bateman. I think. I think we do it. I mean, we can let's always get it. running backs later. I will say, I would, I would actually strongly consider Miles Sanders or even Rashad Penny. Be like Rashad Penny. It could be like kind of a frustrating season long, like true season long investment. But like Rashad Penny, I feel like could be stealing matchups for like the first four or five games of the season. He was the best. Quite literally, the best running back in the NFL down the stretch last season, and Pete Carroll is acting like Kenneth Walker is like never going to walk again, even though he just has a hernia. I'm not really sure what's going on there. Uh, where right. I do think Rashad Penny is going to be like explosively valuable early in the season. He he, he um, right at 87 too. Corain looks like he just died inside while you're I know. talking about Rashad Penny. We could do Bateman, uh, and then his, we could. I saw his soul leave his body. His former Roto Worlder, uh, Rich Rebar, recently said on a podcast uh, RB2s are the most replaceable thing in fantasy football. They let's are. Get, it it is true. Which well, is why I think we can wait go for Rashad Bateman. Bateman, it is. Ah, Rashad so Bateman, pick 82. Lawrence is celebrating. He's excited. His ADP is 84.7 on Yahoo. We get him at 80. Two and now it is Corain at eighty-seven. We have taken five, so we've got five receivers out of our first seven picks here, uh, four in a row. What's the plan here, Corain? I think yeah, you I take think Stevenson and just forget about it. Yeah, at this point, we probably just want to make sure that we have enough firepower receivers. <laughs> uh, I do, I do think we should probably take a running back now. Um, and to me, I do lean Stevenson over. Penny, we did talk about this being a PPR league. Uh, this is, you know, we still got to win our playoffs in, in this home league. So the mm-hmm. end of the year does matter. When you look at Penny's end of the year, Kenneth Walker is going to be, or Ken Walker is going to be healthy by the end of the season. At that point, I think it will be a split two down roll for those guys. Travis Homer and DJ Dallas aren't going away on third downs. And so while I like Penny as someone who can help get you off to a fast start, I think Stevenson is a guy that you can have as your running back too the whole way. And maybe maybe you got the issue with Ty Montgomery coming back and stealing some of those passing downs, but the word is that they're going to kind of evaluate how Ramondre does as a receiver. It's kind of a, in the big James White role. And I mean, he was he was awesome in college as a receiver and he was really good last year. Uh RB8 
in yards per route run last year. I mean, the dude, he can move. He can he's he can get up to speed quickly. He's kind of got that that like Leonard Fournette rumble thing going, but he's actually a little bit more efficient. You know, it's kind of like a Najee Harris, but in a committee. You know, I think that's kind of a way you can kind of think about him. Now, Damon Harris is going to get his, and he's a great breakaway runner, and I don't, I do not think that Ramondre will displace him. But this was a very valuable backfield last year, where getting the guy who catches passes and I think will have some of the goal line work is still going to be really valuable. And I will say, just a, kind of an interesting thing phenomenon I observe sometimes in these season long leagues where is like there's like an overemphasis on like planning for later in the season. So like I see people taking DeAndre Hopkins, you know, with the idea being like he's gonna be a great midseason reinforcement for me. He's gonna be great in the playoffs. But like in order for him to help you in the playoffs, you do have to make the playoffs. And it's much harder to make the playoffs in a managed league where you just got a dead roster spot, you know, for six or seven weeks. And so sometimes I do think not that you shouldn't do long term planning, of course. But sometimes with like picks like Rashad Penny, like I'm fine just like worrying about the first four because things change so quickly that like yeah. it, it's kind of like absurd to even me trying to like think ahead to like November and like. But a, Stevenson a, gives you a little bit of that Penny juice because that's no, true. He's, I, I, yeah, he's I love coming him. out of the gate with Ty Montgomery hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, and I just like Ramondre Stevenson and Rashad Penny's injury history and like what he did last year was also with Russell Wilson under center occupying terrifying defenses they seem to really help each other by the way russell wilson didn't get on track until rashad penny got on track which was kind of an undertold storyline i felt like but i'm all about Not in the carroll household yeah no oh, wow. no i'm all about Ramondre stevenson here. no 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 damian pierce in this combo huh just he's not, well, he's fallen. He's fallen. Yeah. he's fallen man all right is he right. we, well willis ride with stevenson this is this is legitimately our last chance to get Damian Pierce, though. I will say we're still yeah, good we with Ramondre, though. Yeah, we're getting Ramondre. We're getting Ramondre. All right, we're getting Ramondre. Uh, Ramondre with the penny juice. Receptions so rule juice. everything around me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we now have. I'm just going to reset this, the team real quick before pick 106 to you, Pat. Uh, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Swift, Kyle Pitts, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis, Rashad Bateman, Ramondre Stevenson. It's now to pick 106 in the – what round is this? Eight? I don't know. Nine? <laughs> I can't count. Nine. Uh, round nine. Nine. Patrick Darty will be picking at uh, selection 106. It is round nine. Colts defense is looking really attractive. I'm sorry. I won't make any more defense jokes. But, man, defenses are going kind of early out there, home leaguers. Um, I would maybe maybe rethink that. Um, I would just maybe, maybe rethink that. 109. I mean, nothing is really sticking out. Is Matt Gay? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Carlson. Yeah. No, I mean, Ken Walker's here. Christian Kirk was the first one I really wanted to Christian take, Kirk. but we're pretty heavy at receiver. But this, this Christian, is an active trading home league, by the way, Pat. People, yeah, Christian people Kirk. Deal. Tyler, even Tyler Lockett looks attracted to me at that AP. James Cook. Um, yeah, really. this is the first one where I'm kind of like the clock's winding down, and I, I'm already beginning to feel like kind of a panic pick. And yeah. I'm wondering if any of my teammates have any strong feelings. D- I mean, Derek Carr. We, apparently, we've really slept on quarterback because <laughs> yeah. we're down to, to Derek Carr. We're, Kirk Cousins how, already. How late? Kirk how Cousins late might fall to the next round. So I'm gonna say. I think you want someone with some rushing upside. Uh, really, in in every I type know of league. So I would I would just point out that Justin Fields has an ADP 
slightly oh. ahead of my pick in the 11th. So, you know, someone to consider with one of these next two picks. Yeah, well, I think we'll be doing that. That's the. I mean, are we taking another receiver? Or because instead of because we just basically forcing a running back pick. I don't want James Cook. Just to be totally frank, I he's mean, the closest guy by ADP. I kind of like Kirk here personally, but I kind of wanted Christian Kirk too. But are we? Are were the, the users be taking up pitchforks against us if we take another receiver? Well, I think if you're if you're in a situation like this and you do take a receiver, it should be a really big swing because. You are you already have four receivers, mm-hmm. five receivers, right? Five receivers. So, you know, you're looking at a player who to crack your starting lineup. Like you don't want someone to crack your starting lineup because you were wrong. You want them to crack your starting lineup because they're awesome. So right. I would right. I, I guess that's why Kirk doesn't really appeal to me. But like okay. like Drake London, for example, is also here. Um, that would be kind really... of more the direction I'd go. That'd be the bit set off some oohs and ahs, you know, in the draft room with the Drake. Drake London's ADP is one twenty, and obviously he's going much earlier than that in uh, in certain non home leagues, probably in a lot of home leagues as well. Are we considering Kenneth Walker at all? I think I have zero shares of Kenneth Walker. Uh, I, just, I think it's too early for guys hurt. Kadarius yeah. Tony, by the way, also I think would be a high upside swing. Well, how far off ADP are we going? Is the thing. I think we got to reach here. <laughs> I don't think with whatever pick we make right here, I don't think we gonna be doing heel clicks over it right now. Because I'm thinking about putting Derek Carr with our Devonte Adams right now, like that okay. crossed my mind. I would, I really, I'm all in on Captain Kirk and the Rams light system, and you know, already had an absurd TD to INT ratio even with Mike Zimmer last year. Kirk seems to have entered a new phase of his career. He's got 2,000 yard receiver Justin Jefferson. I say we either take Kirk with our next pick, Justin Fields with two picks later, and I actually, uh, before Crane mentioned it, I, I think we should take Drake London, just to be perfectly honest. That's Okay, fun. it's your pick, Pat. Or Tony. Uh, the clock's winding. Uh, I'm Actually, I just took Tony. I just He was Did top you? of the queue, <laughs> and I just took Kadarius. We just auto-picked Tony? I auto-picked Tony. I, to the Tony. last second, I panicked. Like, do I really want two Falcons? That's what happened to uh, right. that's what happened yeah. to the Jaguars last year. Yeah, I know. So seriously, Tom, big facts. When they got sniped on Tony, <laughs> Tony one twenty five ADP on Yahoo. That was pick one hundred six. That was our biggest reach yet. But, that, but we're getting to that point in the draft where you kind of just got to go get the guys you want. And yeah, uh, he was top of the queue. We couldn't make a decision. And yeah, took Kadarius Tony. It it we're simulating a real draft, so like a panic pick is good to have at least one in there. <laughs> this is Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> 111 pick 111 yeah, we, we, we gonna make it simple right here um you know not the sexiest pick out there but he was quarterback 11 last year we expect him to do a little bit better this year kirk cousins man uh let's just go ahead and solidify let's actually that. do it yeah i'm actually all about it just solidify that and you know just see what happens <laughs> well but we okay. will get another quarterback you know to you know switch him in and out we'll do that if we need to so I actually like the Cousins pick, just to be honest. I, I do think he was already again like he's kind of he's been he kind of kicked it up a gear the past two years, and like that was with a guy not interested in Kirk Cousins kicking it up a gear and Mike Zimmer. In fact, he was probably upset about it. And now you got the Sean McVay system coming to Minnesota, and you got again two thousand yard receiver Justin Jefferson. So I'm totally okay <laughs> taking Kirk Cousins. So that was Cousins at pick 111. 
with an ADP of 117 on Yahoo. We have 10 picks down, five to go. First, we're going to take one more quick break. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. And this is just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play. And you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in Major League Baseball, NASCAR, Premier League, and more. And our Sunday Night Football Contest, SN7, will return for the start of the NFL season. Download the app today for your chance to win big. All right. Final five rounds here. Pick 130. Karain, it's to you. What the listeners can't see, by the way, is Crane looking completely dead inside after we took Kirk Cousins. Uh, they can't see yeah. that. They can maybe hear it, actually. <laughs> uh, he is dead. Yeah, he was partially dead after the Rashad Penny discussion, and then he is broken. finished him off. I always love betting on passing efficiency from a mediocre quarterback. <laughs> he's he's broken. Like, like I mean, Kirk Cousins, in terms of, like, like old man, like old – like. In terms of like uh, like old fashioned box score counting stat efficiency is still pretty efficient actually. I'm actually yeah. pretty in on this whole like Rams light thing. Like the I EPA think, is going to kick up big time. It'll kick up. But it, it wasn't. I think he was like 12th or 13th last year. He was I mean, he was fine. He's I just, always been a stat man. He's a stat guy. He gets stats. That's what we want in fantasy. Stats. <laughs> you get that's it. That's true. The EPA you know is stats going are fun sure though. Frame. Rushing stats. Rushing yeah, stats. Yeah, hey, really listen, I'm with position. you, man. I'm I'm with yeah. that. Correct. Uh, he's actually would, running this year, Captain Kirk. He's been running a lot in camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 who, I don't know which one of y'all pick it is right now, but if y'all take just if you take Justin Fields right now, it's all good. <laughs> well, I, that's why I felt. That's why you guys saw me looking dead inside because. This is pick 130, and Justin Fields just got sniped 199.2. We, ah, oh, we almost had both, but we didn't get him. So oh, now I'm, I'm just I'm crushed. We don't have any rushing upside of the quarterback position. Hopefully the Vikings are as, uh, as fun as you guys think. I, I, I think they might be. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch my guy Rashad White here. I was gonna say Rashad White's the only one I see that like I actively want right now. You get pitch that running back three high upside play. Maybe he mixes in for us for a bye week, but I feel like we, you know, we got our top two running backs covered as long as they stay healthy early in the season. And then White, I mean, 
if you think about a guy who can just emerge as a PPR machine, if anything were to happen to Fournette, even for a game or two, you know, he would just be the easiest start for us. So he's someone I think is really interesting from a contingent value perspective, but also maybe over the course of the season, he earns a relevant role as well. I'm all about it. I actually sign off completely on Rashad White because uh, I, I I do think he'll, I think he's going to have an immediate standalone role. When you want reserve running backs, you want like both avenues. With, you want standalone value and then a path to greater value. And or so like if you, well, I never take people like Alex Alexander Madison because they have no standalone value. Even if they're like a plug and play RB one, they don't have mm-hmm. any standalone value. Whereas I feel like Rashad White, I just think the Bucks they're tired of the inefficiency from Leonard Fournette in the passing game, and I think they're going to give Rashad White some runway, and and then the path to more value is huge. Uh, but I, I do think Rashad White begins the season with standalone value. It's interesting. Um, I, I'm, I'm with that. I think Kenneth Gainwell really begins the season with some standalone value, too. That's just another name I looked on here and saw. That He'll be but, standing but, alone on the sidelines. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Gainwell had a really weird camp where it seems inconclusive if he actually beat out. Boston and you know Scott. what, man? Boston Scott like the RB1 out there now. So pretty much just take back everything I just said. Boston Scott. <laughs> no, I, I agree with it. I think, I think Gainwell, because what? Sanders has a hamstring, right? So Gainwell. Uh, he's he's practice. resumed practicing finally. He has okay. resumed yeah, practicing. Yeah. Bro, once you get right. to week one, we took Rashad oh, White man. to be clear. Yeah, Rashad White. We, we took, took Rashad, Rashad White. White Rashad White, ADP one twenty nine point seven. We took him at one thirty. It almost makes too much sense in this case. Pat Darty, quick turnaround to you. Pick one thirty five. Four picks to go. Well, the ADP is looking really weird here. Where <laughs> it's like so, all kickers and defense. This is a spot where in any in any draft, right? Like depending on where you're drafting, you got to be willing to to go way further down to find the players you want. So let's just we, take players we want here because that's what... Can I mean. we go up at all? Uh, <laughs> actually, by the way, out of ADP. <laughs> uh, so uh, the ADP doesn't go any further than this. So um, Just name someone you like. Let's think. Let's, <laughs> let's pull up my receiver rankings. I'm going to take someone from my receiver. Oh, no, I'll pull up the running back rankings, and let's just see what we got here, folks. Um that this is, is interesting. The ADP stops at 144. Yeah. Now, what is so, that? That's that's like 12 rounds? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's – I mean, gosh. Mm. Crane, what are we doing here? I mean, is, is Jeff Wilson worth a pick? Is, is Sony Michelle worth a pick thinking he's going to have the goal line roll? Like, are I, we that far down? I feel like we're in the 13th <laughs> round. We don't need to be taking Jeff Wilson, right? We're pretty we're far down round. already. Yeah, oh, I my mean, God. Well, don't do I was, well, Khalil Herbert was at. He was that, there. We go. We could but, say Gainwell might have fallen too. I was thinking Khalil Herbert or Gainwell fell. Yeah, especially Gainwell round thirteen. He ain't going much it, higher than that. Yeah, it's a four pick. It's a four pick swing. We sniped ourselves on Justin Fields. I think. I think it's fair to uh, to let his teammate fall a few spots from one thirty one to one thirty five if we want to go that route. I mean, I don't. I. David Montgomery played 20 of 22 snaps with Justin Fields in the first team offense the other night. I'm kind of not sure about the narrative that Khalil Herbert will have standalone value, but I am sure about the narrative. They're going to be a run heavy team. And then when he played last year, he was quite good. And let me, let me throw a few receivers at you. 
who are also in this range. You've got Rondale Moore with an ADP of 131. You've got Isaiah McKenzie, who apparently is hurt with undisclosed injury, around 132. And you've got Nico Collins at 132. Nico Collins caught my eye. A fast, improving Michael Gallup at 134. I also thought about Crane. Is it too boomer to to go Kenyon Drake, who I think is going to have an immediate early season role? I really do. That feels a little early in the twelfth round. What? A, what is it Michael really Carter? only the twelfth round? It's Mike. the twelfth round. <laughs> <laughs> it is, we are in the twelfth round. Uh, Michael Carter typically available in the twelfth round. That's the easy pick right there. Well, if Michael yeah. Carter's available, that's a. I feel like he's not available though. I actually took him in the tenth round last night, so that might Tyler be. Algier. We're cheating and taking Michael Carter. Actually, let's, let's uh, cheat and take Michael Carter. Yeah, I'm about yeah to let's say cheat and take Michael Carter. Cause, I mean, I think his his ADP. Oh, I don't know. His ADP is usually around like I feel like one ten. Take, take Michael Carter. He he. Like, Cause like, didn't we take Drake London? We did. We did. Yeah. And, and Michael did. Carter's not going after Rashad White either. I feel like <laughs> he's, he's on underdog. I think <laughs> underdog's not real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm. What about Tyler Algier? He gets to load up on the Falcons this year. I don't know what the Falcons' team. number eight running back. But, uh, <laughs> Michael Carter, Yahoo ADP is one twenty three. I'm not going to allow jumping up twelve spots too far. <laughs> no, no, he <laughs> fell. He actually did fall. Never mind. We're taking no. Michael Carter. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say this, Tyler Algier. After the, I don't know who they brought back to the team, but when they made the initial cuts to fifty three, the Falcons only carried three backs and. Algier was one of them, along right. with Daryl Patterson and Damian Williams. And he did get run with that first-team offense with Mariota. Mariota, who is still available as well. We couldn't we couldn't sell you on uh, Khalil Herbert. What about Zamir White? Another guy no, who might be I'd much rather have Khalil Herbert. Can we take him or not? Uh, Judges? See? Khalil Herbert, I think, is in range. i got to double-check. Yes. Just take Khalil Herbert. He'll come. Up, he'll carve out a standalone role, even if he doesn't have it to begin the season. And massive, massive, massive insurance back value. Khalil Herbert is is at one thirty one essentially. All right, we just t- I hit him. We timed out actually again. Um. <laughs> okay, so that was pick one thirty five. We got Khalil <laughs> Herbert. Uh, three picks left. One for each of you, Lawrence. It's pick one fifty four. All bets are off. We only have two in. picks uh, left. I thought. No, you're picking at 178. No, you have Pat, to pick again. Pat. Oh my god! Yeah, we want to see how we want to see how that goes. <laughs> that uh, was not your last pick. So Can Lawrence, we... we're we're kind of past the we're almost past the AD, the Yahoo ADP range here in terms of. So we that, that's what it's making it confusing. Is we we are past the ADP of Yahoo. Um, we I'd go uh, I'd get a second tight end here and uh, you know like Njoku, even though I don't you know. I, I I love him a lot this whole offseason. Love him a little less now, you know, just because, you know, the quarterback situation. Um, but, again, we got Kyle Pitts as the as our top tight end. So, really, we're down to our last two picks or whatever. Um, so, what, to have a big athletic fast guy like that as the second tight end and throw him in there for one week when – Kyle Pitts is on his bye. I I, I will go with uh, Najoku. That's just right. off the dome. <laughs> I'm dead inside. <laughs> the Najoku, I I like that as a second pick because second tight end pick because first of all we have Kyle Pitts, so we're not like really interested in 
kind of like like okay, you could take Tyler Higby or something who's definitely got a every route role with the Rams, but Tyler Higby's not very good. We know that. Actually, I like Even, Robert Tunyon too. That's an interesting one too, because yeah, I was gonna say Big Bob Tuddy is what I was gonna say. But I, but with Najoku, we do at least get to see in Week One. Like, does he have a full time role with the Browns? Because if he does, I think he's really interesting. And if he doesn't, we just cut him and move on. Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually it. fine. Yeah, take okay. him. Okay, we'll take it. Pick one fifty nine, two to go. Karain, any, Ooh, any later round targets here? So two guys here, I think, are kind of interesting. They're both early down running backs, but I mentioned Zamir White. He's still here, guys. It's two rounds later. What, what do you think about him here? He's pretty interesting. You know, I think I, there's not much more a team could do to show that they're not interested in a running back than the Raiders have done with Josh Jacobs. I, I suppose they could have cut him like they did to the other first-round picks of, of the, uh, <laughs> the previous regime, but, right. you know, it's, it's not looking great for Josh Jacobs, and Zamir White had not the best college career, but he's the number one Running back recruit in the nation, tears the ACL of both knees before he plays a college snap. And then he had a really strong combine. So I do wonder if, like, maybe the college profile is is kind of something you, you throw out. Especially because he really seems to have impressed the coaches in his first training camp. So kind of a high upside swing. Get to see what we have in a running back early in the season. And then another guy, not really in that mold because he's 30 years old, but uh, Raheem Mostert. We get a sense as mm. how big is his role? I'm I'll pretty interested. There it is, right there. I would say Based take Raheem Mostert because, I mean, it definitely a vote of confidence Raheem Mostert when they cut Sony Michelle. I mean, I do. It is interesting when you know a guy that is like he's just a change of pace back. Like they're going to want him. He, that, that's like the definition of what he does. He comes in and changes the play, pace with his like blurring speed. But uh, you want a guy who can like win a week on only like eight or 10 touches because of eight or 10 of those touches of two or three of them are like explosive runs. Like they can flip a matchup. So I actually like Raheem Mostert a lot there. Fire him up. Let's so go. Mostert, I, I like how Karan gave a long, like a long sales pitch for Zamir White. And then was like, Raheem <laughs> Mostert. And everyone's like, yes. <laughs> Mostert. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay, whoa, well, I've actually been trying to sell a number of people on Zamir White, and I get crickets every time, so I'm used to it. I'm, yeah. I'm interested. I just I, – I Brandon Bolden season. I just don't understand, yeah, how everyone how, – how it works out. Like, how is their path to enough touches it's, there? Yeah, it's definitely ambiguous, but I feel like if you're betting on ambiguous backfields – I mean, typically it's been a high-value backfield, Josh McDaniels backfield. The offensive line's no good, so maybe this one won't be. But, you know, you take the cheap guy – and you take a guy who might be really talented. It's like the reason Zamir White's going where he's going is because we don't we don't know if he's any good. But like I'm pretty sure Josh Jacobs isn't that good. He's not going to consolidate it. So let me let me dive into the uncertainty at a cheap price. Let me ask you guys this before we make our last pick here. Speaking of uh, uncertain backfields, where are we at on Isaiah Pacheco at this point? You know, at one point he was going really you know relatively high in drafts. Now it. Well, I want I want to quickly go around the room. What what do you guys think? I mean, is he what's what's his situation right now? Do we do we know? Do we have any clarity? I was uh you know, I was never hopping hard on the Walter Payton Pacheco uh bandwagon <laughs> like that. Um some people even thought he was going to start. He ain't starting. Um you know, he he'll 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 be a nice little he he going to run the, do the kickoff returns for him. He'll yep. be a nice little kick returner. 
and I don't know, maybe get three, four touches a game. Maybe like Jared McKinnon is solid right there. Uh, and remember, they still got Rojo. Like, let's just they still got Rojo. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that was a hammer blow to Pacheco, who was basically in like hand to hand combat with Rojo and needed to knock Rojo off the roster. And he didn't. Yeah. And he did not do it. Now, Rojo. I think Rojo will be a healthy scratch to begin the year because Pacheco is the kick returner and they don't they kind of don't need both guys every week. But it certainly hurts Pacheco's contingent value. Like if CEH were to miss time, Rojo's Damn, active. There you go. So right. it's always going to be a three way split. Mm-hmm. And CEH was getting the short yardage work in preseason and McKinnon was getting the receiving down work. So that leaves Pacheco with a lot of low value touches. He didn't really look that good to me. Uh, in preseason, and his production profile is really bad. He's re- he's fast, and he's got decent size, but I don't know. I've I've been skeptical this whole time, I, and I agree. The especially the contingent value part of this is hurt by him. Uh, you know, still mm-hmm. having to compete with Rojo. His athletic and production, like especially his production, like profile is never that. It was just more like maybe as a young player who's turned the corner, like with yeah. from, like with Chiefs coaching, like maybe he's just being coached up. And it's going to be a different player. But yeah, he had to knock Ronald Jones off the roster. I'll draft Raheem Mostert before Isaiah Pacheco. Would for sure. All of, like you, McKinnon what about more? And McKinnon. McKinnon. I was, yeah. the draft. Would you rather have McKinnon? Yeah, I easy. have a ton of McKinnon. Easy money. Especially McKinnon, last question. McKinnon or Zamir White? <laughs> Easily McKinnon because we've at least seen McKinnon produce in the end. Like, the biggest games of the year, they trusted him as their third down back, the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Zamir. I just, I feel like we don't have a true handle on what in the world the Raiders are going to do with their running back group. Um, I, I just don't think we do. They're different bets, though. Like McKinnon, if you need, if you're like, you know, I've kind of taken some big cracks early on, and mm. like maybe I didn't go, you know, running back super early, and you know, I don't feel great about my RB two spot. Then McKinnon could really, really help you out. But mm-hmm. Zamir White, it's like if you're looking for upside, I think Zamir White's probably got a higher ceiling, especially down the stretch if he can consolidate the rushing role. Z- Zamir White um, was drafted by Josh McDaniels. Simply, he, like he fits his running scheme, he fits that gap running scheme. Which, when you look at Zamir White, will look at Damian Harris there. That's why they have him. So he definitely got some type of future right there. All right. I, I was trying to buy Pat Darty time to make his 178th pick. Pat, <laughs> last pick. What do, you got? You got a name for us? Do you have a name? Well, so we're not taking we're we're taking skill players, right? Um, yeah. And real drafts. Yeah. We're at like one. I don't know what's going on with this ADP here. It really kind of like peters out at the end. I mean, normally you can still. This is not in like like really competitive leagues, but like. This is still kind of like Josh Palmer and Nico Pollen, Collins zone and like a lot of these home league drafts. I don't know what's going on with this ADP here at the very end. I mean, am I, do I have to go off the same ADP list we've been using or am I allowed to expand, uh, I, expand I, my I mind? I switched out, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I think the deal when the thing, road ended, man. I went elsewhere. I think we got to switch out and – yeah. I mean, I'll say Paris Campbell is someone I would always consider as my final pick. He's been getting positive press again lately. Wandale oh. Robinson is someone essentially without an ADP in Normie leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense to the Normie leagues. I'm in a bunch of Paris. Them. So Paris Campbell or Wandale, do you have a uh, – which way we're going? Which way are we leaning? Probably Wandale just because the Giants seem really open to him c- claiming a role 
Like Kenny Galladay seems to be like a failed state. Sterling Shepard is always injury prone, coming off a major injury. Darius Slayton like barely made the roster. I've been interested in Paris Campbell, but he's been getting a lot of positive press, but it's still mostly like Paris Campbell is healthy. It's not that he's like, I wanted it to be more like, like he claimed this role and I guess he did claim the role, but everything's more about like being happy that he's healthy and not necessarily that he's taking a running. Hey, sometimes that's all you need. That's all you need sometimes. I say we take Wandale Robinson. All right. We already did it. I already wrote it down. All right. right. I I like that because we're, uh, we're betting against Galladay and we got, we got Tony and Wandale. Yeah, so there you go. Love we got it. the only two Giants receivers who matter. And, and if Tony, right. if Tony like gets Daniel a hangnail, Jones. if Tony gets a hangnail and misses a bunch of games, Wandale's there. So we didn't take Daniel Jones, Lawrence. Dang, we sorry. didn't do it. We didn't. No. All right, we're gonna quickly re- reset the roster here. We went Devonte Adams tenth, DeAndre Swift fifteenth, Kyle Pitts thirty fourth, DJ Moore thirty ninth, Jerry Judy fifty eighth. Gabe Davis, 63rd, Rashad Bateman, 82nd, Ramondre Stevenson, 87th, Kadarius Tony at 106, Kirk Cousins at 111, Rashad White, 130, Khalil Herbert, 135, David Njoku, 154, Raheem Mostert, 159, Wandale Robinson at 178. That is the 15-man fantasy squad. Guys, before we go, uh, anything? Well, no, no, quickly. Pat, I know you got to go. I know you got to go. 20 seconds, everyone, on the roster. Are you guys happy with it? How do we do? You mean we receivers are just like receivers are everything. And we we hit the receivers just out of the friggin' park, basically. And I loved having the receiver-heavy build, but still getting like the legendary potential upside of Kyle Pitts. I don't I mean, I don't love Captain Kirk. I wish I, I as much even though I stumped for Cap, Captain Kirk, um, yeah it feels like kind of a weak spot and we, my energy has clearly uh, influenced you we might have had needed one more we could have gone one more running back I, the rashad bateman spot i feel like we could have maybe gone a running back i'll just be honest Which, well, or, I do or, think, that, or, or that gabe but more like truly guaranteed touches at running back we lack guaranteed touches at running back is what yeah. i'll say especially if you know you're going to be able to get wide receiver values later then I actually don't. I think we're fine at running back. I actually, this is one of the best uh, running back squads that I. By your standards, have. this is robust. Also, yeah. this is robust. We want real robust here. <laughs> what, what are we talking? About? No, a quarterback is our weakness. Quarterback. I mean, if you yeah, know you're going to be able to get value later, and like you know, maybe you're in the type of league where. So the, like, this is. I, I will say, Crane, to interrupt you. I've drafted in a bunch of leagues like this. And they, the quarterbacks really do just fly off the board. Like, if yeah. you're in any league, like, with your mates, the quarterbacks are going to fly off. They just do fly <laughs> off the board. They really do. But, like, guys that we talked about here might not really be going even this early. You know, like, maybe White falls a little bit or Damian Pierce isn't as high. Or, you know, or there's there's particular values at, at wide receiver with, you know, Bateman getting super late in this ADP, whatever. <clears throat> Use that to your advantage and pivot and take an elite quarterback. I think that's probably – the thing that keeps us from being a real perfect team. Yeah, so I say, you know, the regular, the fantasy football regular season is 14 weeks. I think we got a nice little five and nine squad right here. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this feels like a 10 and four squad to me. It really it is. Four squad. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll make a trade. We'll make a trade for a quarterback. We'll be the thing yeah. is, Actively. even if you feel like well, quarterback will easily, we can, we can play matchups if we really need to. We'll get 
guaranteed running back touches off the waiver wire within the first two to three weeks, depending on what injuries mm-hmm. pop up. Like, you see the, the guy uh, from the four hole? He took four quarterbacks. He's, he's exactly. desperate to trade. We're fine. <laughs> Just waiting. Great. Trevor. Great Classic Trevor. Trope. He does that every year. That's, Trevor does that every year. It's yeah, a really great home league trope. That, that, he also I've took seen T.Y. Hilton in the fifth. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> weird, he just, weird draft. He just uh, offered us right. Kyler Murray for DeAndre Swift. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to negotiate. All right, we get on we'll get online with Trevor after this and hash something out. Um, before we go, fellas, anything you want to mention coming up on the site or the podcast? Check out my last minute rankings, which were posted on Thursday, and of course, check out our draft guide ahead of this final weekend of drafting. I'm about to publish the walkthrough week one, which you'll have plenty of time to read before we actually have football. It's, uh, it's <laughs> a yeah. beast, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. Check it out. Birdworld.com. Yeah, um, tomorrow I'll be uh, publishing an article about a mock draft, a 12-man mock draft I did with uh, other fantasy experts. So, you know, that'll be closest, you know, since this is probably the last weekend of drafting, it'll give uh, readers, you know, a chance to, like, lock in and see – where everybody's going right now because a lot of things have changed in the past month, even weeks, really. So uh, be on the lookout for that. All right, that'll do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. want to say thanks to everyone for listening on the podcast and watching live with us. Pat, Lawrence, Corrine, thanks to all of you guys. We'll talk to you soon. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.